1: The RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by fantasydraft.com. Use the promo code ROTOZONE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at R 11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me at Josh JoshHayesFS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review us, go ahead and throw some five stars on it. Give us, uh, give us a nice glowing review. Please uh, go ahead and share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Benicio, welcome to the Friday slate, sir.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a big game, big slate of games we actually have to talk about. So it's a lot better than the uh, three game one that we did yesterday. So uh, I think we got twelve games on tap tonight, including one revenge narrative to end all revenge narratives that we'll get into at some point.
1: Da-da-da-da! Milwaukee versus Golden State Warriors, the one team that has ruined the perfect record. So, it'll be interesting to see how that's handled. We were speculating on what the line might be and um how um you know, that game might actually end up going down. But let's go ahead and just talk about it from a fantasy perspective here. Are you interested in 3 Curry 3 quarters of Steph Curry uh and his current price tag?
2: I, now see, here's, here's my whole thing with this and, and you know, we kind of started touching on it a little bit in the pre-show when we were, when we were talking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Golden State is pissed. Like right. they're mad that they lost that game. Mm-hmm. So I think they're out to prove a point. Yep. So, I think you might even get four quarters out of these guys, regardless of what the score is.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know if that's gonna, I don't think, I think, he, I don't think he goes full Bill, Bill Belichick on them. Like, we'll, I, don't, I don't think Steve Kerr will allow that. Like, like the players will want it for sure. And, you know, they'll probably want to hang a, hang a 50 ball on Milwaukee for blowing the lead, uh, for blowing their, their record. But I don't think that, I don't think that Luke Walton slash Steve Kerr or even Luke Walton bought into it. For, and I think he's somehow does not because he's been very sensible about playing out the bench um, whenever it's blowout city. Um, I don't think that they start getting to a, a place where they go smack mode full Bill Belichick and like no mercy, you know. So um, that will be interesting to see what what ends up happening because, yeah, there is, there, there is definitely going to be some some hell to pay. Uh, In that matchup. But let's flip back here to the, to the, um, um, you know, the, the original question, Benny. Do you play Steph Curry at, at the current price tag that he's been paying off? Because it's gotten tougher and tougher and he's putting up solid games overall, but he's also been getting a ton of help from Draymond Green and a ton of help from, uh, Clay Thompson who went off for 27 in the third, which is another insane performance. Um, what do you do at the point guard position with him?
2: Yeah. I mean, here's basically the way I'm looking at it. Uh like forty fantasy points is a huge game. Like we we would be incredibly happy if you know everybody on our roster got us forty fantasy points. But at the price Steph is at now, forty fantasy points really isn't isn't enough. It's not. Yeah, like he's and the thing is like in in his last seven games, he's gone five X or better and four of those seven. Mm-hmm. So he's still more likely than not mm-hmm. gonna get you at least five X. But again, if you're playing in a cash game, that's good. Right. If you're playing in a tournament though, 5x puts you on pace on DraftKings for 250 points. 250 is not going to get it done in a tournament. 250. You know, you're not.
1: Yeah, you're not making the money. Into,
2: yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, cashing
1: I mean, in 50-50s in a lot of, with, with Well, with I was 50/50s. just
2: about to say, you might, you might not even get up to the 50-50 on a 12 game slate where there's a lot of options and stuff going on. So I don't know. I
1: mean, it's, this I can, the sick part about this is, sorry to interject here, but like no, good. you need sixty points for him to pay off ten point seven on DraftKings yes. right now. Which yes. and you know the, the sicker part is is he's doing it. Like you look at this, I mean, you know, sixty six against Phoenix, sixty against Toronto on the sixth, fifty nine point seven five against Indiana and sixty eight against Boston. So he's he gets you there, but like you really want like a seven eight X ceiling from somebody. And it really is not Steph Curry at ten point seven. Like you, you, yeah. he's going to have to score fifty plus with ten assists or something like that to really hit a home run with value. And he hasn't paid off over seven X since the beginning of the season because he's already yeah. already priced up. So he's
2: basically he's basically priced to perfection right now. Yeah, where there isn't much upside to him. No, and that's the thing is there's and more he's like a
1: questionable cash play because yeah, there's, of the extended price
2: right there's more risk of him not making it you know whether it be because of a blowout or because of a bad game then there is upside of him making it at that price and that's kind of the way i look at it is you know he's probably more likely to get you 50 and not make the value that we want mm-hmm. than he is to get you the 75 that you need in order for him to be a plus player in a in a gpp roster
1: now the upshot of this here is because there's so many players on this sl- slate there's 12 teams 24 games and oh, i'm sorry 24 teams in action 12 games you can find value in basically every other spot if you really feel hell bent on making room for steph curry but i just don't feel like it's the optimal way to go through your lineup and you're just going to have a, a lower overall ceiling you are you with me on that
2: yep that's basically the way i look at it too is you know there are other guys at the point guard position who I think I feel safer to get me the upside of 6X and maybe have some, you know, I call it value-added. If, if a guy gets you 6X... Like we talked about, that puts you on pace for a roster with 300. Mm-hmm. Every point he scores over that 6x is what I call value added mm-hmm. because that'll make up for somebody that you have. Cause I mean, let's face it, inevitably we've all made lineups. We've all seen, you know, two or three of our guys go nuts mm-hmm. and then one or two of our guys not make value. Right. So if you have that value added, that, that over 6x, those points help you make up for the guy or two that you picked who were your quote unquote bad picks or bad plays for the night right so the more of those guys you can get that can get you over that 6x the more value added you have in the bank you know the more mistakes that it can make up for and that's my biggest beef right now with Steph Curry is I can't see him as being a guy who's going to be value added at this price all that often you know
1: right so I, I totally agree with you there as well. So then just taking a look at some of the options too, Damian Lillard, uh, for example, too, is another guy who has actually been underperforming and he's like a mini version of Steph Curry in that he's priced up and he's scoring like, you know, 38 to 40 fantasy points, which is normally good even for the higher price guys, but he isn't he isn't hitting 5X. He's got a decent matchup against Orlando, which is, you know, in the bottom 10 in fancy points allowed. Um, but... You know what, you can just make a case for better pri- better players with with better prices that still have a similar ceiling. So, I'm going to be off on Demon Lillard there as well. Well, now and that brings me to Rajon Rondo, who is another guy who's fairly priced up. Um and my take on him personally is this is the first guy on this slate that like I feel cash safe with, but but just does mm. not have um, you know, ADX Upside anymore. He used to when he was like in the 7,600 range, or, you know, or the low 6K range before he started going straight up ham, you know. And he's still um, been like a borderline triple-double threat, you know, one rebound away from a triple-double against New York before mm-hmm. he before the suspension game. So, but you take a look at this two here. I mean, 5.8, 5.6, then a little bit of a underperformance against OKC, but I'll throw that out against Russell Westbrook, who is a good defender, and then 6x there. Um, Against Houston, that's cash game all day for for eighty five hundred. So I'm I would be very comfortable because you like you're just almost guaranteed not to get a dud out of Rajon Rondo, and it's a bottom eleven matchup in uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ricky Rubio is terrible. This should be worse than it is. You know he's this to me is it's we're just lucky that uh, you know for some reason right now Minnesota is not in the bottom ten. They should be in my mind, and I don't care that Ricky Rubio went almost went like four by four yesterday by the way Uh, i don't know does that matter to you does it make him interesting for dfs i don't
2: i don't know 8x is 8x man 8x at 7k is not easy to do
1: i i get it but we're also talking i don't think
2: i don't think it's sustainable let me say that because eight
1: eight um he hadn't hit five eight
2: steals yeah eight steals is 16 fantasy points which is really how he got that extra like 10 or 15 points to get him up to 8x right Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a sustainable thing for him to do.
1: Right, and you think about this, this way. This is all I'm going to say about Ricky Rubio for all of anybody who wants to be a Ricky Rubio truther. Okay, um, hit five x once in the past four games against paced up teams that she should that she should have no issue in putting up big time fantasy points like Denver, who's terrible at the point, and even potentially worse now with you know Jameer Nelson, who's you know shorter, shorter and older than Mudiay, you know, even though Moody is a rookie. And um, Phoenix, who you know, who just had a what a two two forty total game or something like that, you know mm-hmm. they were they were trying their best to run and gun um, with with them there as well, and he comes up with two point six x. So if you want to make a GPP case for him, fine. I, we're also talking about the point guard who is shooting thirty five percent on the season. Okay, so enjoy. Good luck, you, you know, getting your fancy value on the worst shooting point guard in the game. That's that, that's that's what I have to say about Ricky Rubio. All right. Um, now, I think we've successfully hated on a number of point guards this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can actually give somebody that they can play, aside from Rajon Rondo and Cash. Yeah. I actually, you
2: know, Isaiah Thomas, IT2, has been, you know. Oh, he-, he went
1: ham. Well,
2: and it's not just that one game. I mean, yeah, he had the 38-point game where he went nuts the last game, but mm-hmm. even a couple of the games before that, he's put up 40, 50 fantasy points basically on a regular basis. And again, you know, he's putting up the same, he's giving you the same kind of numbers that Lillard and – you know, Steph Curry have been giving you lately, but he's doing it at like 75, 7700 mm-hmm. as opposed to 10,700 and 9,700. So you're getting a $2,000 discount on him and you know, really maybe only like a few fantasy points below on average lately. So, you know, here we always like to talk about value. Value is the most important thing. So if you can get a guy who's going to give you 40 fantasy points and he's going to do it at 77 or 75 or, you know, somewhere in that range. You know, he's somebody that I'm definitely going to consider and take a look at there up at the top end. Him and Rondo are the two guys who I've been looking at. I think I like Thomas a little better for tournaments. Um, you know, Rondo, I agree with you, though. He's 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 safe because he's given it to you across the board in every category. So I think that that's, you know, two of the guys that I'm looking at, at least up at the top end. And then down towards the lower end, you know, um, as long as Kevin Martin's out, you know you're going to get some extra minutes out of, out of Zach Levine. He's a guy that can really fill up a stat sheet and give you some really good stats. You know, he's gone 6x in two of his last four. The other two games, he went 4.5 and 5x. So, you know, he's not hurting you even when he has a quote-unquote bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, at 5.5, you really need like 28 to 35 fantasy points out of him. So he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, I think you can look at and consider. Yeah. And then the other guy who I really like is uh, Drew Holiday. And he's basically playing about 25 minutes now. They still have him on what they call a, you know, cap or a minutes limit. You know, they said it's, you know, it's not really a minutes limit, but he's not going to get his full minutes. So, I mean, whatever. They're they're capping his minutes. They're not playing him as, as much as they could. But he's been putting up 30 fantasy. He's basically put up 30 fantasy points in his last five games, and he's done it at under 5K. So 30 fantasy points at under 5K is 6X or better. So that's the kind of return that he's been giving you.
1: Yeah, and so I'm taking a look at a couple other guys to see who I can make a case for. For The first guy, who I think is another um, cash-safe option who's who, with a little bit of GPP upside, um, I, I actually feel pretty, pretty decent about this. This is Darren Williams, who's actually had two uh, underwhelming games. But before that, um, where he missed the one game against Washington, to I think due to illness or injury, he went 5.6, 5.1, 5.3, 5.1, and 8.5 at the six, the low to mid six, 6K range. Okay, and you take a look at the matchup too. You normally would think, what are you talking about, Josh? Is is this you? What you? It's Memphis, dude. You know, well, you need to reevaluate Memphis at the point guard position because they are one, two, three, six worst in fantasy points allowed to opponents. So Mike Conley has not been getting it done for for his share. Now on the other side of that too, you can actually make a case for Mike Conley. As a uh, you know uh, GPP or potential cash option there as well. I probably would lean towards him more t- towards GPP because he's you know gone three and four X and then popped up with like a seven X game against Washington. But if you feel you know comfortable going up against Dallas, Dallas are the let's see one two three four five ninth worst in fantasy points allowed to opponents there. So it's not he has been much less consistent for sure. Um, but, you know, another guy that you can sort of target. Uh, for whatever reason, It's it, it it seems like, you know, if you're not going to go with Isaiah Thomas, you really are going to have a hard time, like, making a strong case for, like, somebody who's been, like, uh, you know, at a, a significant level of GPP consistency. I will also say this, too. Isaiah Thomas is a streaky player, okay? So, like, you, I don't mind also jumping in here and on, on you know, on somebody who... Uh, is rolling pretty good and, and, and scoring at a good clip. So, uh, you know, Jeff Teague is definitely nobody to sneeze at in, in terms of defense, but, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are basically league average at the point guard position too. So if you want to go with Isaiah Thomas, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to jump on board with you to me. That's the, that's the play that makes the most sense. And then if i if I feel like I need to save a thousand dollars-ish or so, I'm going to step down to Darren Williams. And then the rest of the stuff, you know, like Zach Levine and the, some of the other plays that we're making are, are sort of going to be GPP-only plays for me.
2: Well, I do I do have one more guy I just want to throw out there. Um, as long as Moody is still out and his price has been creeping up, but I don't know how high it's actually going to be. But you got to take a look at Jameer Nelson too when the price comes out. You know, he's getting all those minutes without Moutier playing in there. So if you can still get him, he was he was below 4k and now he jumped up to 42 and then 45. So I don't know if he's going to be 52 or 53 when the prices actually come out, but if he stays below like that 5k range, I think he's another guy that's in play we got to consider.
1: All right, uh, fair enough. I like that play there as well. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the small um sorry, to the shooting guard position here, Benny. Let's go ahead and talk about your cash and GPP options.
2: Yeah, I kind of like um I kind of like the guys in that New Orleans Phoenix game. I think that's going to be paced up. So if I'm paying up, I, I don't mind either one of them. I like Bledsoe and I like, uh, Tyreek Evans. So I think both of those guys are going to be in play. They're probably two of my top options if I'm going to save up. I mean, I, I've kind of been contemplating paying down for the guys like Nelson and Levine and, you know, Drew Holiday at the point guard spot. And if I do that, then I'm okay paying up at the shooting guard spot. And, you know, guys like Bledsoe and Tyreek Evans at the top of the list are probably going to be the two guys that I look to target.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense overall. So you um, definitely take a look at Tyreek Evans. We said we always talk about him and, to a lesser extent, Eric Bledsoe as twos who've been playing, who play like ones. You know, who, uh, and, you know, Tyreek Evans, actually, I think there's going to be a little bit of an under-ownership spot here, too, because some people may be a little bit worried about um throwing up back-to-back duds on in their lineup after he just went for 26 fancy points at 7.3k you know so you didn't really get nearly as much as you thought you hoped for out of him but it was on the road against Utah who's normally a pretty good defensive team but less of I think they they made a much better adjustment getting Raul Nito out of the lineup and um, rolling with Alec Burks up front and it's made a difference so um because Nito's a turnstile so, uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely be looking for Tyreek Evans and I still feel like despite the, you know, the, the s- s- small performance in terms of fancy points, just 26 and a half points, um, very cash safe with seven X upside that he's shown. The price hasn't really gotten elevated in it, um, to where he was towards the back of last season where he was, uh, you know, he hit the eight K range for our, for a time there cause he was rolling so, so hard. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm definitely love Tyreek Evans at the, at the low seven K range and I, because of the cost effectiveness that you get from Tyreek Evans, I actually prefer him to Bledsoe. Those are those are my two.
2: Yeah, I, I would probably agree 100% with that, to be honest, on the top end. He's the one that I have higher rated than Bledsoe.
1: I, I totally agree with you as well. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about um, – we need to talk about KCP here, okay? Because you mentioned him, and he was, I'm going to tell you what. He was off my radar for sure because I know who KCP is, and he's like um, Nick Young to me masked in a Detroit Pistons jersey. OK, you know, this guy just really wants to ch- like chuck it up in all areas uh, from all spots on the court, which is fine. But it really does create like, you know, some uneven game logs. But here here, here we are. And, you know, like he be- had gotten to a little bit of a shooting slump or went, went a little bit inconsistent. The price dropped really low down to forty six hundred. And then he just started to start balling out of control the last three games with eight point six, five point six and ten point seven X. So what do you do with KCP for Friday?
2: To me, he's only a GPP play because he has, I mean, if you look at his game logs, he's had a, it it isn't just the last three games. I mean, even if you look at like the 10 games before that, there's some six X's, some seven X's, some eight X's, a few five X's in there, Mm -hmm. but, but there's also some three X's and three and (laughs) a half X's and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the big difference for me between KCP and Nick Young, though. Look at the minutes played in each one of those games. Yeah. No, KCP is,
1: KCP is getting big time run. For sure, yeah. and, and and I want to I don't want to come say tell you he's and Nick Young are the same player. I I'm just saying they play the same style of ball. Nick Young is yeah no not well, on the radar Well that's what I'm at all, i all.
2: I completely I completely agree with that right. you know that take on him. Mm-hmm. But the difference to me is that like Nick Young is playing a couple minutes here and there. Right. So if he's off, he just gets pulled out of the game. Right. KCP don't come out of the game. I mean look at he 43 minutes, 45 minutes, 37 minutes, 35, 35, 37. 30, which was the lowest that he's had, but that was a blowout where he went 8x anyway, so you really can't be mad. 33, 46, 43, 33, 40. That's huge minutes numbers that this guy's playing. He is on the court all the time. So as long as he's going to be getting that kind of court run, I think he's somebody that you have to consider. Now, like I said, the problem I have with him is he is inconsistent. So if you're going to use him, I don't use him in cash games because I like to be able to sleep well at night. But I think you can definitely throw him into some GPP rosters because he's a guy that can get you that six to eight X or 10 X. And that's the kind of upside that you need in order to win a tournament. So if you're looking for a guy in that range that you can use, you know, again, I'm going to, I'm going to keep backing him until his price starts getting up there. You know he's putting up forty fantasy points. He alternates between like twenty five fantasy points and and twenty fantasy points and like forty and forty five fantasy points. Yeah. So you know he's got that upside that you like for a GPP. I don't think he has the consistency or safety that you like for a cash game, though. No. So that would be my caveat if you're going to use him.
1: I am more than fine with that that brand of analysis. I think it makes a lot of sense overall. Now, so stepping farther down, if we're not going with, like, Bloodsword, or Rico are obviously two of the best options. Um, by the way, on the flip side of that, um, that game there as well, um, we have to talk about, you know, the... Uh, the defensive side to it, you know, as well. It's like for one of the reasons why KCP has been hanging in the starting lineup for, the, for as long as he has, he's actually been doing a fairly good job at the shooting guard on the defensive end, top 10 in point and shooting guard defense, the D- Detroit Pistons at the shooting guard position there. So as well. So give him a little bit of credit that he's not really known for that in his game. Um, but it, he has been a difference maker on the, on the offensive side of the floor. Now going cheap here, um, the, this is going to be a little bit rough because, um, shooting guard defense is actually uh, pretty good overall for the Utah jazz, but I'm still going to be interested in my man, Will Barton, um, uh, because of the price tag mainly. It's not the great, greatest defensive matchup, but he's still in the low six K range and like his, his 29 fantasy points that he got against Minnesota was his worst performance uh, that he's had since the beginning of December. So he's been hitting 5x minimum with up to 7.2x and the price has essentially been within $400 of what it is right now. So I, I think you can still make a case for him in, as if you feel like you need to step a little bit further down, like, you know, in the two, like what, a thousand to fifteen hundred off of, uh, you know, what you're, what you're currently paying for Tyree Evans. So, uh, that's, that's my, uh, cheaper option. Do you have any other options that you want to throw out there?
2: Yeah, um, well, I mean, Will Barton against Utah is a little bit scary to me, but the he's been putting up some, yeah. yeah, he's been putting some great numbers up lately, so I can't completely argue with it. I don't think I'd do it in cash. In cash, I'm probably going to be looking more for a guy like OJ Mayo, who's been starting at point guard lately. Um, you know, he's been putting up some pretty big numbers as he's come in with, uh, with Bayless out. Um, maybe even a guy like Alec Burks, who's also been starting at point guard lately. I know Rodney Hood left the last game early and then he came back in the end. So keep an eye on that, too, because if Hood is out, I really like Burks. I think he would be somebody that I would, you know, really want to roll with against a Denver team that has been given up, you know, some pretty big fantasy scores basically to, you know, uh, just about everybody at this point. So I think that, um, you know, guys like Mayo and Burks are, are, are on my short list right now as well. Um, you know, probably guys that I'm going to be considering before I narrow it down when when it comes time to do that.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, so before we move on to the small forward position, I want to let you know uh, that if you are talking projections and you're talking lineup optimizers like we talked earlier this week, if you haven't checked out the uh, – the the Wednesday uh, Rotowire NBA DFS show. Make sure you do so where we do, where Benny breaks down a uh, you know a DFS uh, lineup optimizer primer and how to use those effectively. You can t- take advantage of the lineup optimizer and the projections that we use for this very show on Rotowire.com/pod t- free 10 day trial. You can check it out uh, lineup optimizer which is different from some of the other sites is because we give you Eight optimizers to to take advantage of, along with all projections there. So Fanduel, DraftKings, Fantasy Draft, uh, Fantasy Score, uh, all those lines. Uh, Fantasy Aces, anything that in the with the with the first name Fantasy in it, we've probably got it covered there at slash pod Free 10-day trial. Check it out for yourself. Uh, let us know what you think of it, and let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. And uh, let um. Make sure you're using the numbers and projections, the stats and information that will help you set your daily fancy lineups like we do on rotowire.com slash pod. All right, small forward position, Benny. Top GPP and cash options.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, the top option who I'm looking at here on the day, and it has a lot to do with matchup and the fact that his price has been a little bit depressed lately, is going to be, and I can't believe I'm actually about to say this, but Carmelo Anthony.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you take a look, you take a
2: look at his game logs. He's gone for fifty plus points in the last three games, and he's only eight K. So if he's going to stay that cheap, I don't know how high they'll jump his price up for this one. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to stay down in that range, I mean, he's given you six and a half, six point seven, and seven X in his last three starts. He's starting to take, uh, you know, uh, he, he's doing a lot more, which is something that people have been. Asking him to do for a long time. He's grabbing more rebounds. He's getting more assists. He's even picking up some defensive stats, which is something that he never used to do at all. And he's still scoring for you. He's still getting your 20 points. So I think that Melo is probably going to be my favorite play. I don't really like the way that the Knicks are using him towards the end of the game. To me, the Knicks' best five... I don't even care who the other three are, actually. But the Knicks' best teams is when Porzingis is playing the five and Melo's playing the four. Mm -hmm. When Melo's playing the four, that's where he's been picking up his rebounding. You know, when they try to put... I I mean, Robin Lopez is a nice player. I just don't think he fits or is needed on this team. I think the fact that Porzingis is developing as fast as he has and is as good as he is already at this point kind of almost makes Robin Lopez somebody who's expendable. And if the Knicks can figure out a way to move him and get another piece, like, I don't know, maybe a guard that isn't 35 years old and can actually play in here. Mm -hmm. I think that that would probably be the best thing for them as a team because they look their best when Melo's playing the four and Porzingis is playing the five. And, you know, basically the numbers that Melo's been putting up lately have kind of proven that.
1: I agree with you there as well, and I think it gives a boost to because, like he is like a more than willing defender on defensive and he is actually out there like trying to affect shots. Uh, which mm-hmm. I'm not trying Robin Lopez is, but you could just see that he is a little bit of a more mobile guy uh, on, on the defensive end. And he, we know that his offensive game is top notch. So they're able to, you know, make a, make a little bit more room for like the Lansing Galloways, uh, you know, to, to, to pick up extra minutes rather than him just being like a, you know, an 18 to 15 minute rotation guy. He can get up over 20 minutes and they, they perform better when they're on the floor. So I like that play. I'm going to be in on it. I'm, I'm actually looking at two other cheap options that I, that I, I I think we need to make a case for here uh, as well. They don't have the greatest offensive matchups, but they do have the price for um, for, for what I want to be interested in. And we talked about this before. Jeff Green still uh, yes. at under 5K. I I'm not I'm not going to th- care personally about. Uh, Chicago uh, overall, and you know, at holding him down. They just did a great defensive job at home overall, and you know, he still played 33 minutes, which gives me some. And you know, he he threw up a dud, basically 19.75 fantasy points, but he still didn't kill you because he was only 4900, and that gave you four times value. So he was just one of the guys mm. who sort of, you know, depressed your lineup a little bit, but he didn't blow it blow blow you up in a cash game, okay? Yeah, uh, and he still has you know 6.7 to 7.3 uh, GPP upside. Uh, there as well. So I like them for Jeep. GP- and the price is low enough in the floor um, is safe enough for me to make, for him to make sense in cash. So I'm definitely going to get some shares of Jeff Green in my lineup. And the other guy I want to make a case for, too, is Omri Caspi as well. Mm-hmm. His price is a little bit higher, but he's still getting the big-time minutes there as well. And he's been becoming more consistent in terms of uh, a score. He has 19, fa- 19 points scored, real-life points scored, in uh, two of the last three games. You take a look at the minutes played uh, since they've made that uh, rotation adjustment uh forecast to be 41 minutes 40 minutes and 37 <laughs> or basically 38 minutes uh there in the in the last three games so he's getting a ton of run uh which makes him a, a double double threat he actually pulled up a double double uh against Utah uh, uh th- three games uh, uh, ago so those are the two guys I actually feel like if um I'm probably going to just not use Carmelo, although it is against Philly on the road. you know, I know we know we almost never say this about the Knicks, but they actually do might ha- might have a little bit of blowout potential, and usually, I never care about the blowout potential. Um I've said this over and over because that means you got your fancy value, but I still think you can get very close to similar point totals and value. At a couple thousand less with Caspi and, and Jeff Green in my mind. So, yep. and it, check back in a week, and then you'll see where their prices are at, and then tell me I'm wrong if you want to on Twitter. Okay, I'll be yep. happy to like uh, admit that I that I, that I made a bad call if so. But I bet you it's not a bad. Oh call, no, you know so. Yeah, those
2: those are actually two of the three guys that I have as salary savers too. The only other one I'm gonna add to that list because Caspi and Green were two that I had queued up to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. The only other guy I'm gonna add is also Kent Bazemore. Yes, um, with. Cephalosha being moved to the bench and Bazemore being moved back into the starting lineup. You know, he's putting up 6x basically almost every game that they're rolling him out there at this point. So in his last six games, he's gone six and a half, five and a half, six and a half. He had a bad game against San Antonio, which again, we have, we've been excusing a lot and that was a 30 point blowout. So you don't want to put too much stock into it. And then he had eight X in a game against Miami. And then in the game against Philly where he played a few less minutes because they blew them out by 25 points, um, he still managed to reach 5X for you at the, you know, $5,400 price tag. So his price is starting to creep up, but he's still getting you around 30 fantasy points. So 30 fantasy points at, you know, five and a half X is still five and a half, six times value. You know, Baysmore to me would be the only other guy I'd add to that list on the cheap end, you know, with the, with the stuff we have now. Even if Tony Allen's out, um, I think Matt Barnes could be a GPP play only sure. because he has had some really big games with Tony Allen out, mm-hmm. but he's also had a couple bad games. Yeah, like so I don't think Chicago I, yesterday. Yeah, Well, I mean, like yesterday was a great example. Like, you know, a lot of people were talking on Twitter about, oh, I'm going to late swap in. Jeff Green and Barnes now that, you know, we know Tony Allen's out because Barnes had been going like 8x two games before that with no Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. And he threw up like a real I think he had a really bad game. Like I don't even know if he got to 20 fantasy points yesterday. So I think he has the upside where he could give you a big number, but I also don't think it's safe enough where you can use him in cash. So for me, Barnes is somebody else that I would be looking at, but definitely only a GPP play. I think it's too volatile to use in cash
1: games. All right, uh, fair point for, on that. And one last thing I want to say, I can't base more. By the way, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Kent Bazemore is every bit as good as Damari Carroll, and he's he might be a better scorer. Maybe he's a little bit less of a defender.
2: But, I would agree completely with with that statement. Right. better scorer, less defender. Yeah.
1: Right, and but he's still a willing defender. He'll go go for the chase down blocks and does get steals. So, um, but the, yeah. So Atlanta did the absolute right thing in letting Damari Carroll walk because they have a direct replacement for cheaper that is signed under on uh, you know under contract in Kent Bazemore. And the one thing that actually gave me pause about Bazemore, by the way, was Boston's defense, which is like as as a team and individually, has been on the whole pretty good. They're actually looks like bottom eight in the in the league at the small forward position. So that's a spot that you can actually uh, attack with, um, you know, Jay Crowder or, 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 or slash Evan Turner um, holding it down there. So not not too much to be concerned about if that's the the route that you're going to try to attack at that Boston um, offense on the road. So or Boston defense on the road. All right, power forward position here, Benny for the slate. Let's go ahead and talk about your top cash and GPP options. I mean.
2: I've always been a, a big fan of Draymond Green, and I feel like I play him more than other people do. Mm-hmm. And the way he's been playing lately, I don't see any reason not to. I mean, the dude had a triple double in three quarters last night.
1: Yeah, did I? Did, and, did, 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 I don't know if you caught caught this, but I plugged him on 120 Sports yesterday, and I told I t- told people he's six in the NBA in assist. From the power forward position, they are playing. They are actively playing Draymond Green as the uh, like uh, over, like for half the game as the guy who brings up the ball and initiates the offense from the power forward position. That's like never been done. I can't, I can't think of a single power forward. Like, well, maybe with the exception of of like LeBron could be a good comp because Draymond Green to me still is a three playing the four, but he's doing it as good as anybody any four in the game. So we give Mm -hmm. him credit for being a four, but he's really a three. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like uh, in terms of like size. But maybe we just actually need to redefine the, 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 the and he is redefining the definition of four. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The, the price is elevating, but he still hit seven X and, you know, at 8,500 and at 8,200, he had eight, 8.6 X. So as long as he's going to be continue to be a, a triple double threat. And we talked about the revenge narrative. I think he's going to be, as you know, Draymond Green's a talker by the way. And so he's, you know, if he's going to talk, he's going to try to back it up. And especially against this game where, you know, um, you know they've, they're, they're playing the one team that beat them. So, I still love Draymond Green uh, there um, as well at the power forward position. And I'm also still looking up top here at DeMarcus Cousins. Has has he gotten to a point to you with, like, you know, sort of in that Steph Curry range where he's, you know, in the 10K range, not hitting 5X, but still scoring at a high volume? Uh, What's your approach here?
2: Yeah, I haven't played – I played DeMarcus Cousins a lot last year. I haven't been playing him much this year at all. Mm -hmm. I feel like
1: he's – Appropriately. Priced. I mean, I, right. you know, yeah,
2: I mean, like, the, there's, there's, again, there's no added value I can get out of it. Like, I can get a triple double out of Draymond and get 50 points out of him and, you know, get a little bit of an upside that could help make up for a guy or two that I mess on. I don't see myself getting 60 points out of Demarcus Cousins right now. Mm-hmm. Part of it has to do with the fact that Rondo is, you know, like last year, I felt like with guys like Macklemore Lamore and some of the other guys they had, like, everybody just kind of deferred to him. I don't think he's being deferred to anymore. He's still a great player. I would, you know, love him on the court if he was on one of my favorite teams. But I just don't think for fantasy... I mean, when was the last time? Let's see. He's got one... You know, he hasn't hit 5X even in seven games. And then, you know, before that, he was doing a little bit better. But, you know, I just... I I don't see... The upside that you get for using him now. In order for him to give you upside, he needs 65 to 70 fantasy points. And I really just don't see him doing that at the moment. So I think you can go down and get the same, you know, 40 to 50 points, if not more from a guy like Draymond, who's literally $2,000 cheaper, which makes absolutely no sense, but that's the way that they're priced. You know, so unless Draymond gets a huge bump up in, in what they're, you know, asking for him, and even then, if I if you put Dre if you said to me you can have Draymond or you can have Demarcus Cousins, I think Draymond does more because Cousins, like you said, Draymond is what sixth in the league in assists, and he's getting the same ten or twelve rebounds a game that that Cousins is getting. You Cousins probably does a little bit more scoring. You know, Draymond has picked up a scoring too, though. I mean, he's been putting up twenty a game instead of the usual like ten or twelve a game that he's been putting up. And the other thing is Draymond can rack up the defensive stats for you, you know, the steal. He's had games of, like, five steals, games of five block shots. Now think about it. I mean, we talked about this before. Five steals or five block shots times two points each is an extra ten points that you're added. So that's the difference between the 45 to 50 points that the Marcus Cousins has been putting up lately and the 55 to 65 points that, you know, you've been getting out of Draymond Green. So if I can get the guy who's given me a few more categories and a few more stats for cheaper – I don't see any reason why I would pay up for the Marcus Cousins.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, is this about the threes? Cause he hit two more threes. <laughs> well,
2: you know what? I, I mean, you know, I, like, we do kind of joke about it, but uh-huh. again, if he's going to get his ass in the post, excuse me, if he's going to get his butt in the post where he should be, he could get an extra 10 points a game instead of standing out at the three point line trying to shoot three pointers. You're the most <laughs> dominant player in the NBA. Nobody just... can stop you on the post. Get down there where you can score. I mean, you know, basically the way, the way I look at it is, you know, at that level, if there's something, you do something until somebody proves they can stop you.
1: You know, I'm just messing See? with you, right? Like I just. I know, but,
2: <laughs> but it's, it's a legitimate concern because if he would get in the post and get an extra 10 points a game, then he'd be somebody that I would start using again. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to stay out and hang out at the three point line and think he's a three point shooter, he's not worth it for me to pay up $10,000 for. He's just not.
1: All right, well, you know, they won three in a row. So, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to. I really just put them out there for, for 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 bait because you know we we need you cause, to. Cause you're trying
2: to rile me up, right? Right. Now. That's we
1: we is. need you to <laughs> erupt at least once per podcast. So okay. there you go. There's like it,
2: honestly, it is know. my biggest, it is my biggest pet peeve because if you if he wasn't the most dominant player down in the post in the entire league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. Like, if he was a Chris Bosch standing out there shooting threes, fine. I don't mind that. But, why is it okay nobody... for Bosh to
1: do it? Why is it okay for, for,
2: because Bosch is, so, because Bosch is not an unstoppable force in
1: the post. Bosch, Bosch is, Bosch is a pez neck. You know what I mean? Like, him and Will Barton's like, they, they're they're, 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 tailor made for pet suspensers, I, f- I feel like and I don't know if like bobbleheads yeah bobbleheads. If, I don't know what it is that you have against them over fine so, fine okay we'll we'll end the rant there let me talk about a couple guys that you can make a case for GPPs there Chris S. Por- Porzingad I think this is actually a good spot for you to jump back in. The price has been a little bit depressed since he's been underperforming and it's a single best matchup on the, uh, uh, on the board with the, with apologies to the Houston Rockets for the Philadelphia 76ers in this spot and, um, you know, I don't think there's enough blowout potential. We talked about the blowout potential with Carmelo Anthony. You know, they, they just Philadelphia's just been allowing people to score. But I, I, didn't, I mean, Carmelo is going to have to go off like forty or something like that, or Porzingis is going to have to go super nuts for them to you know get this into into a blowout potential. So for GPPs, because Porzingis has been so uneven and complaining about tired legs and stuff like that. I will take a shot with him because he's got one of the best matchups on the board. The other guy I want, really want to talk about here too, I think, is a little bit off the radar, but it's gonna gonna start popping up on people's radars pretty soon. Here is Kenneth Fareed. Uh at six K. Here, you take a look at what he's done in in three of uh, the past four games: six point seven X, five point seven, and five point two at the, at six K price point there as well, and a double double in two of the last three games, just missing a double double by. One rebound, which would give him um, a double-double in four out of five, which is, you know, super important at that price point because, you know, that, that elevates you, um, you know, above 20 fantasy points, which is where where you want him to sit in order at that 6K range to get, you know, 25 plus in order for him to pay off that price tag. So Kenneth Farid mm-hmm. for me... um it is against Utah, and that's, but you know, in that spot too, it's not against Derek Favors, probably for the most part. It's probably against like a weird combination, or it might be Favors. That now they've, they're they starting, is it with or Whitney, or who, who am I thinking about? You know, the. Yeah, best.
2: Jeff. Uh, yeah, I think it's with, yeah. You know, to be honest, I'm not sure know. how to say he's it. He's not
1: with you, he's with me. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I have to look that one up. I'll look it up because I, I butchered that pronunciation. But uh, nevertheless, He's People sort of got off the bandwagon when he played really bad and then got injured. So now I think you actually need to start making a case for take, taking a look at, at Kenneth Fareed, um in this spot today. Um, you know, it, but the defensive matchup is not the greatest. So you know, Utah has been playing pretty good defense overall with uh, uh, Derek Favors. In that spot. So if you want to treat it as a GPP only play, um, I think it's fine. But what what Kemp three does is something that to me it's it's repeatable almost uh, against almost any team. You know when he goes like against some of these uh, you know higher grade teams, like he actually scored uh, uh, you know 15 and seven, good for 30 fancy points against the Spurs, which is good for just about 5x at at, at, at 6100. So I don't have too much of a concern with uh, what he does because it's all put backs for the most part, layups you know, oops and, you know, glassing rebounds, which is, you know, like we said, something that you don't have to, th- that you get automatically shut down from because he's not out there trying to like dribble and create his own shot, you know? So mm-hmm. um, any other guys that you need, you want to talk about the power forward position?
2: Yeah. Um, I think Ersan is still somebody that you could take a look at. His price is creeping up a little bit, so there's not as much upside, but he has been putting up like 30 points a game over his last, he actually had a bad game against, uh, the Clippers too back. Did okay against Boston there, but, um, he's been putting up some big numbers, so I'd look at him. I don't know what the situation with Greg Monroe is. Um, if he's not back, you know, a guy like Henson is somebody you can look at as a cheap option. He's been doing well as a fill-in while he's out. And then, um, to go back to a guy that I know you hate who, who I was talking about, uh, Chris Bosch is another guy in a revenge game here against Toronto, his old team. Uh, he did not play well against Brooklyn the last time out, but in one, two, three, four, five, six of the eight games before that, he's given you between four and a half and six and a half X. So he's another solid option that I might look at for cash games. Uh, he's like right around the $7,000 price range, which I think is, is just a little bit too cheap for him still.
1: All right, fair enough. I, I, I'm with you on the, on those points. All right, so we've given you some flexibility there. Power a little bit tough uh, in in my mind, but you know, like you, you might just decide to, to anchor with Draymond, pay up, and you know, and, and uh, live with the result because he's never giving you uh, a terribly bad performance too. Ryan Anderson, by the way, too at, at the low six K range is somebody who I think is like fairly cash safe. Doesn't is not going to rebound enough for you to get like big-time GPP value um, in most cases, unless Anthony Davis is out, um, but has been scoring at a pretty good clip and paying off above 5x, 5.2 to 5x, in uh, a couple of the last contests there. And you take a look at the matchup, too, against Phoenix, uh, that's team uh with John Lewer now who has a different like grade of defensive player that you can say maybe potentially target with uh with lure out there. So uh, that's how I'm gonna have uh, that shaken out. Alright, center position is up. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that if you haven't checked out fancydraft.com and their flexible lineup format, now is the time to do so. Just three guards, three forwards or centers, and two utility players to get into your lineup. So you can create any number of combinations, especially on a big Friday site like this, to get your favorite players into your fancy lineups. The larger payouts zones means they have more chances for you to win at least 25 percent of the pool is being paid out in even their largest guaranteed contests, they create a level playing field which means there's never more than 20 entries per user in any contest you don't have to worry about a ton of people stacking up hundreds of entries with um, top level lineups there and they provide great value over the overall more of the entry feeds go directly to the payout zone they like to do rate free contests they have the ty hilton experience uh, run for $3. They're, they they always partner up with actual pros that you can play in GPPs and win a chance to, um, to get flown over to meet in person. They've done it for Clayton Kershaw. Uh, they did it for Jordy Nelson. Uh, they've done it for Jimmy Johnson, London Fletcher, Kevin Love, and now they're doing it for T.Y. Hilton. So it's a great site to be a part of. So you make sure you head over to FantasyDraft.com today and find out why they put players first here. Use the promo code ROTOZONE for a 100% deposit bonus over at FantasyDraft.com. All right, time to put a bow on the show with the center position here. Benny, give me what you got.
2: Yeah, it's actually pretty tough here at the center position today. Um, a guy like Vucevic is still a little too cheap for me. Uh, I like his matchup against Portland. I think he could have a pretty good game, and he's below 7K. I want to use Brook Lopez because I like targeting centers against Indi- um, Indiana, mm-hmm. but he has not been playing all that well lately. Um I really don't know. I know, you know, he had back spasms earlier in the year and a foot problem. But basically in the last four games, it seems like he's just fallen off the table because I was using him a lot. I mean, like a floor of like four and a half, five times value every time he went out. He'd give you that five or six X upside um, on a consistent basis. But he hasn't really been playing all that well lately. So not really sure what the problem is there, but obviously it doesn't look good. Um, a guy like Okafor, when Noel is out, usually picks up his rebounding. You've seen his rebounding numbers tick up without, <coughs> excuse me, without, uh, Noel in the game. So I think he could be a decent option. My problem with him is he jumped up about, you know, 10% on a salary from the low six range to almost $7,000. So check on what his salary is there. I don't know how long Kevin Garnett is out, but as long as Kevin Garnett's out, Uh, Gorgie Dang is playing over 30 minutes. He put up a big score last game with his, uh, you know, added minutes that he sees and they added time on the floor. So I think he's another guy that we can take a look at. And then the other cheap guy who I've been rolling out a lot, who is no longer cheap and is, you know, price keeps rising. And and I think he's getting to that point where he's fairly valued right now is, uh, Joe Kim Noah um he's been putting up between 25 and 30 fantasy points so when he was in the 4k range i love them because he was giving you you know five six seven x or i should say six or seven x now that he's up in the 5k range he's more like a five six x kind of guy so i don't know if there's much upside left to using him but i do think he's a cheap salary saver because he is playing more minutes than he has been and he has been putting up I mean, no less than basically 25 fantasy points except for the last game against Memphis in nine or 10 straight. So he, he had been, excuse me, he had been a safe guy that I was rolling out in a lot of my cash games. I don't know if I'm still going to be doing that though, you know, if his price keeps moving up
1: okay fair enough all fair points here's what I want to say for a couple of my uh, how I'm looking to break this out to me I'm going to be having heavy exposure to Hassan Whiteside um, in this in this matchup here the price has come down significantly on him he's down he was down to 1600 as of uh, the, the 16th yesterday and he put up 20 and 13 with a block which is good for 58x 5.8x there as well and now you, you see what the, what they have in terms of the matchup. On the uh, other side of the ball with uh, Toronto, um, Bismack Biyombo is is a nice, decent defender. But I, I if you take a look at the to Toronto, they've just been league average in terms of fancy points allowed. And and uh, Hassan Whiteside has been going off like in streaks. Like when you when you saw him put up like eight and a half x uh, early in November, he came back with uh you know 25 and 15 and followed up with 23 and 14 and then against Toronto he actually went for 20 and 11 and he was priced at 7600 that was still good for 7.6 X then he came back with a 19 and 15 performance with three blocks in the next performance good for almost 6x so it looks like he, he goes off like this in in spots here and well and I like the fact that when we were talking about him being like a 5 6x player earlier on in like the beginning of November he was priced somewhere between 7600 and the 8k range now he's all the way down to 6600 uh as of the 16th so that's a guy that i'm going to be interested in uh in. And we know that they've sort of done like this weird rotation thing where they're playing, you know, Patrick Patterson a little bit, Luis Scola, Bismack Biyombo, all these guys. Like, it's never somebody who's going to play like thirty-five or forty minutes. It w- if it was like forty minutes of Biyombo, it would be a little bit more concerning to me. Um, but so, Hassan on my side is a guy that I'm, I'm definitely going to be interested. In. I think he's very safe as a double-double threat with some scoring upside in this matchup. Now, if you want to gamble. And on the GPP side here, there's a couple of guys that you can sort of take a flyer on here. If Miles Plumley gets the start again, um, a goal against the Golden State Warriors, which is certainly possible because I think he, sort of fits the matchup a little bit a little better than like you know uh sort of a a lug like john henson um he's min salary okay and it, it, he did next to nothing in this game against the la clippers played 21 minutes and just got seven fancy points so there's definitely a gpp risk but then he came back with a 21.5 performance at min salary against the la lakers and he paid off 7.1x so you sort of just depends on how much you feel like gambling um in that spot so there's a guy that you can sort of keep some tabs on uh, there as well and um, you know, Jalil Okafor too uh, against the uh, New York Knicks. There, we talked about how Porzingis might be up there in the middle. Uh, he had a little bit of a tough time against Atlanta, but that's a tough team where you know Al Horford plays pretty strong defense overall. Before that, Okafor went for five point seven and seven point oh x with forty five fantasy points against Toronto, like a team that I told you that you can sort of make some hay for and targeting. You look at what Jalil Okafor just did to Biombo and company: twenty three and fourteen. Okay, so that's the way I, I I'm sort of looking at this. So little Okafor, if you really feel like gambling, Miles Plumley, and um, who was the other guy that I just mentioned? I already forgot. Um, oh Hassan Whiteside. Those are my th- and white side, Yeah, my my three top options. Anybody else that you want to make a case for before we get out of here?
2: No, that's. I mean, I think we pretty much hit on five or six options for people to look at, and you know, obviously, I mean, we do this about a day in advance, so we don't have the exact um, prices that these guys have. So take the guys that Josh and I have, you know, do basically when we do the show, I I do a little list beforehand. And then when Josh and I talk, I'll add a couple of the guys that he mentions who, you know, I didn't have on my radar to the list. Mm -hmm. And then just keep it on the side for, you know, when the pricing actually comes out, take a look. Some of these guys may have had, like I said, some of these guys that we talked about, their prices have been slowly increasing. So if you see that the price jumps so much to the point where, You think it'll be a lot tougher for them to make value – just cross them off the list and go on to the next guy. That's why we give you guys five or six guys to consider when we talk about each position.
1: Right, and we talked about this here on the Wednesday show too. <coughs> you have your list of guys that we have filtered out for you. We have done the homework for you. We're going through our projection system. We say these are the guys you can focus in on at every single position. Then what you can do is actually go to the projection system that we're talking about, though. Like you said, that you can get access to for to free, slash pod Look at the optimized lineup for the site that you're playing on. Okay, and do the this in the afternoon, by the way, because RotoWire, when they have the full staff working nine to five, like Central Time, there everybody is up to updating everything to the minute. This guy's injured. This guy's out. This guy, um, you know, is going to is going to get the start today, and then those those numbers will, and that information will will be filtered into the system and they'll update the projection and you can see some of the top plays are overall. And then you can take, take the guys that we've listed for you, take the optimized lineup and then make the necessary adjustments for a good cash game lineup or for a good GPP lineup, depending on what you want to target. So that's, that's the, the whole shebang there that we give you the meat and potatoes. You take the optimized lineup and treat, treat that as your gravy and you mix in your own information during lineup block with the injuries. And then you should have a very strong lineup, particularly for cash. So, That's the way I recommend doing that. And, uh, you know, I know Benny uh, feels the same way as well. We talked about this on the Wednesday show. So, Mm -hmm. um, keep sending us the questions on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS at Benny R11. Um, Benny is always a a lot better than I am at uh, getting back to you during lineup block, but I'll try to do the best I can. Usually I have like some afternoon shows or that that I'm working for that sort of preclude me from getting right back to me. So I'm definitely the worst person to contact during lineup, during lineup block. Because um, there's usually like a, some sort something happening with a, with another show or like for Pro Football Focus that I'm that I'm sort of working on here. Um, but you can definitely get a hold of us anytime at Benny R eleven at Josh Hayes FS. Don't forget you can uh, leave us a rating or review. Don't forget to share and subscribe on Twitter uh, uh, on the Road to Wire DFS podcast. And we'll have the Friday I'm sorry the Saturday uh, NBA DFS show with uh, Thursday GPP NFL options coming up for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.